There's two main ways to get started on your small business journey, starting a business or buying an already existing business. And we've covered both of them on this podcast. We've spoken to some top class entrepreneurs that have gone either route and both been successful. But what if I told you there was a third path, another way to realizing your entrepreneurial dreams? And it's one that a $450 million serial entrepreneur swears by, saying that almost everybody knows it's one at the highest level has done. And what if I told you that if you take this path, you could dramatically increase your probability of success, save yourself hundreds of thousands, potentially millions of dollars in startup or acquisition costs, and avoid the painful mistakes that'll put you out of the game long-term, especially if you're a first-time business owner. Well, it is possible. I've already been using this path on the podcasting side, and I'm now implementing it going into my next business. So today, I'm gonna break down the two key steps to take this alternative path into business ownership successfully. My name is Jake Richards, and you're listening to the Salary to CEO podcast, the show that helps you make the leap from nine to five to small business ownership to create a life of wealth, purpose, and autonomy. So let's get into this episode. When I first started planning out the Salary to CEO podcast, my initial goal was actually to buy an already existing business. The thinking was that I'd speak to other acquisition entrepreneurs on the pod, uncover their strategies, and then use those strategies to buy my first business. So imagine this, it's episode one, right? And by this time, I'm already building my business broker network, I've defined my business target statement, which basically outlines what sort of size and growth opportunity I'm looking for. The wheels are in motion. So I'm standing there nervously, staring back at my own face and the green dot next to my MacBook camera, two months of prep, and I'm finally about to host my first podcast interview. I'm nervous as hell. Joining me is six-time business buyer, James Richardson, and I've never hosted a podcast before. All I've got is my laptop, a microphone, a list of questions, and enough nerves to power a small city. But long and behold, James pops up on the screen. My heart instantly skips a beat. But before long, honestly, it's not too bad. We're casually going back and forth. We're in small talk, convos flowing. But then I hit record for the actual interview. All that calmness goes out the window. My heart starts climbing fast. I survive question one. Okay, cool. Breathe. But then I open my mouth to question two. I stumble for a second and then I freeze up completely. By this stage, I'm legitimately doing my best impression of the mannequin challenge. In a panic, I turn to my question list. It does not matter. I swear to you, there's 50 questions there. They may as well be written in Chinese. Someone has taken a chainsaw and cut through the link between what my eyes are reading and how my lips are moving. And then just when I thought I'd already hit rock bottom, James vanishes from the call. Poof, gone, like that. I kid you not, I'm staring at the screen like some sort of lost puppy. James has jumped ship to rescue himself from the sinking Titanic that this podcast has become. One minute passes, I message him, no response. Two minutes pass, okay, it's done. I've messed it up completely, it's gone. Miraculously, he jumps back on the call. It's just some tech issues, false alarm. But at this point, I've got nothing to lose. I've already embarrassed myself, but you know what? I snap out of the tense state that got me here in the first place and do the only thing left to do in order to get over this awkwardness. I make fun of myself. My mouth starts working again. I say to him, I froze in the first 30 seconds, your computer drops out. Look, it's only up from here. James smirks, I laugh, we're back in business, we're having a good chat, and we go on to have an awesome conversation, which by the way, many of you guys have told me you absolutely loved. It was episode one, got awesome feedback on that, so thank you so much. And in that conversation, James opened my eyes to something, the importance of partnerships. He said, yeah, I'd much rather have 25% of a 500k earnings company than 100% of a 125k earnings company. Essentially, what he meant by this was that you're way better off aiming for a bigger business alongside other partners than running something smaller yourself. And honestly, this was something that I had to get my head around because I think when you're fresh in the game, you've got these somewhat limiting beliefs about what's possible because you've only got your own experience to go off. But James really pushed this idea of finding out a way to make it happen because in his eyes and in his experience, 
the capital's out there waiting to be deployed. The partnerships are there ready to be made. And to get in touch with these people, James suggested to find ways to provide a ton of value. I've seen younger folk get in on deals just by giving and serving and being as helpful as they possibly can to people who are like five, 10 years ahead of them or even more. But once you start to get into those circles, I don't know if it's not really a function of age. It's really just like almost like the scales kind of fall off your eyes and you see it. So this got my mind ticking over. I need to find the right people with the right experience, resources, and willingness to team up. And I need to have something to offer them. So I begin to put some feelers out there and start to have conversations from people within my network. Around the same time, I'm on YouTube. I'm watching an interview with a guy called Patrick Bet David, who goes by PBD. Now, PBD is no ordinary entrepreneur. He went from child refugee fleeing Iran to building and selling his insurance agency taking his net worth north of $450 million. And cool side note here, he's taken some of that money and invested that in the New York Yankees to become a minority owner. So PBD gets asked, what advice would you give to someone that wants to get into the business? And he laid out a very logical two-step plan to make this business dreams a reality. But with one small catch, it was very contrarian to the bulk of the business advice that you see online these days. So here's how it went. Step one, instead of starting a business immediately, Go find somebody to shadow in that industry that's an absolute killer and work for them first. Pay close attention to things like their negotiation tactics, how they manage the business, their decision-making process, all the aspects of how they conduct themselves. In the video I was watching, PBD uses the example of starting a podcast and how he'd be better off working for someone for six months in the industry to learn the ins and outs. And importantly, not just looking out for what they did well, but actually what they did wrong also. Where are the improvements? Where are the little 1% gains you can make? What's not working so well? What's funny is this is exactly the playbook I ran before starting this podcast. So I went and worked for a guy called Joe Pompliano. For those that don't know Joe, he's a killer sports content creator. So we're talking 1 million plus followers across all platforms. He features regularly on major TV networks like ESPN and NBC. He's got the number one sports newsletter on Substack called Huddle Up. He works with F1 teams like McLaren. He's interviewed people like Dana White, Gary Vee, Francis Ngannou, Lance Armstrong, Ryan Garcia, Barcelona FC president, Joanne Laporta, so many heavy hitters. And I initially started as his video editor. Then over the course of 18 months, I progressed into his podcast editor and eventually his podcast producer and growth guy. And together, we took his podcast, The Joe Pomp Show, from outside of the top 250, literally unranked, I kid you not, to the number six sports podcast in the whole of the United States. And it taught me everything about starting and growing a podcast, from the technical skills of editing to how to grow a podcast on the marketing side, and so much more. And I'll give you the perfect example of this. So a while back, the show's growth was flatlining. It seemed like for every listener we gained, we lost another. We had a problem on our hands and it was my job to solve it. So I began looking into the data and I noticed that our retention was pretty average, to tell you the truth, especially at the start of the show. We were losing people before we even got into the meat of the episode, aka our intros weren't convincing our listeners that this was actually worth them sticking around. So I did a bit of research and I found a podcast growth expert by the name of Kevin Schmidlin and I discovered his cold intro formula. It was really simple. Three steps that went like this. Hook the listener emotionally, pose a specific question that the episode will answer, and introduce yourself and the mission of the show. And what happened? Our five-minute retention went from sub-70% to over 90%. Our listeners got value from the show, and as a result, they didn't leave us for other shows. They became bigger and bigger fans, meaning that the follower snowball could actually build because we weren't losing one subscriber for everyone we gained. And now, this is the exact intro formula I'm using on this podcast. I would have never known to do this from episode one of my podcast unless I had that experience working side by side with someone a lot further down the road on their podcast journey. 
So like PBD says, not just jumping straight into a business on your own can actually accelerate you years ahead and avoid a lot of failure on your entrepreneurial journey. All right, great. The value for working for somebody else is clear, but how do we actually work for these killers? They're basically impossible to reach, right? So what's the method for actually getting in contact with them and convincing them that you're the man for the job, that they actually want you on their team? Spoiler alert, DMing someone with 500K followers or cold emailing a multi-million dollar entrepreneur saying something like, hey, can I come work for you for free? is a one-way trip to being flat out ignored. They don't have the time for that shit. Honestly, there's hundreds of people sending these kinds of messages each day. You've got to stand out. But how? Well, here's what I did. It's a method called the permissionless apprenticeship. And I first read about it on Twitter from a guy called Jack Butcher. Side note, he creates the sickest minimalist digital art, literally my favorite digital artist. I highly recommend checking him out. His handle in his accounts is Visualize Value. That's with a Z. So it's V-I-S-U-A-L-I-Z-E value. But anyway, back to the permissionless apprenticeship. He states, if you want to catch the attention of someone you admire, give yourself a job working for them. Most people's first instinct is to ask, but it's the exact opposite of what you should be doing. You asking is actually making more work for them. Instead, he proposes, write your own job description, video editor, cut up their best talks into shareable clips, writer, organize their tweets into a book outline, designer, illustrate the ideas, etc., etc., etc. Worst case scenario, you get some experience and you add a ton of free value. Best case scenario, they do your marketing for you, put you in front of a ton more people, and maybe even give you a job themselves. So back to my example with Joe Pompliano. I wanted to work for Joe, right? And specifically, I saw the opportunity to be his video editor, to help grow his social media and his podcast. So I went onto YouTube, I downloaded his long form video edit podcast content, I chopped it up into a bunch of clips and did some cool edits. And an important note here, these were 10 times better than anything else he was already producing. So it was a major upgrade on the current state. Then I sent him this content and basically said something along the lines of, hey man, I'm a massive fan of your content. I created some short form content for you to use. It's my way of saying thank you for all the stuff you put out there, as well as an idea for potentially working together in the future. If you wanted to chat more about it, let me know. Regardless, use these however you want. They're all yours. No strings attached. All the best, Jake. Within 24 hours, I was on a call with him and two days later, I was his video editor. And the rest was history. The permissionless apprenticeship worked its magic. Little behind the scenes scoop here, guys. He told me he gets hundreds of people wanting to work with him and he ignores them all because quite frankly, nobody gives any examples of what they can produce. He doesn't have the time to waste on a potential dud. You've got to make it easy for these in-demand guys. The other reason it works is because of reciprocity. Reciprocity is just the idea that after receiving, we feel obligated to give back. It's literally hardwired into our brains over thousands of years of evolution. So you've got your dream guy or girl that you're working for now, you're observing every detail, you're sharpening your skill set. The trap is, is that you get stuck here. But the reason you're listening to this podcast is because you want to be a business owner. You want the autonomy over your own schedule. You're seeking meaningful work. You want to build wealth. Well, to do this under this plan, you must execute PBD step number two. And it goes like this. Once you've increased your value so much with the individual, go ask for equity and ask how you can get a piece of the company. If that person says yes, great. You're in business. You've now transitioned into business ownership. If no, also great. Either go somewhere else or use the skills, experience, and network you've already built to launch your own company the right way. Another possibility, you're working for this guy and you realize you love working for someone else. You don't want to be a business owner. Well, the great thing about this path is that you can actually discover that without going out starting a business, realizing you hate it and being stuck and potentially wasting a lot of money. So it does give you that little bit of an insurance policy as well. And like I mentioned at the start of this podcast, this is actually the playbook I'm running for my next business venture. So what I'm doing is taking a job 
working for the business of my dad and one of his friends who also happens to be kind of a mentor of mine. Now, I won't get into all the details of the business on this pod, but the loose plan looks a little like this. There's a small subset of their existing business that's working well currently and presents a huge opportunity for growth, but they're not able to devote their time and energy completely to it because to do so would be to lose focus on their main part of the business, which is still growing aggressively year on year. So there's an opportunity for me to go in and deliver value, right? By leading up that small part of the business in a management position. The idea is go and learn the ropes and grow that part of the business, earn my stripes, so to speak. Now, I've communicated my intentions and goals for business ownership ahead of taking this position, and nothing is promised. There is an element of risk and chance that it all falls flat on its face, but all things going well, we're in a good position to either A, earn my way into this smaller business, potentially break it out from the parent company to its own standalone thing, or B, potentially look at other businesses to purchase together, which I would likely operate, having worked side by side for an extended period of time and ultimately giving them the confidence that I can do the job. I'm trying to be smart about my next business move. Rather than go out and start something on my own in an industry I know little about, I'm making myself valuable to the people I know that I have access to with the experience, resources, and network to stack the odds in my favor or while getting paid a salary. Like I said, there's no guarantees. I have to prove myself and it has to make sense for them. But that's the same for any business venture. All businesses have risks. This one just so happens to limit my upfront financial risk and places all parties in a good position to win at the same time. So that's the full breakdown of the third pathway you can leverage to get into business ownership. The roadmap we've laid out is simple yet powerful and it's backed by some heavy hitting entrepreneurs. To recap, step one, Start by working for a successful business or entrepreneur, immerse yourself in the environment, absorb the knowledge, and observe from inside the business firsthand. Step two, strive to add exceptional value in your role. This is your proving ground, where you demonstrate your capabilities, learn the ropes, and prepare for the next big step. This is an advertisement. Hey, guys, bet on me, partner up with me. I am worth your time. When the time is right, seek equity in the business. This is your transition from employee to partner, from learner to leader, It's a leap that comes with its own set of challenges, but one that positions you right on the path of business ownership. The real takeaway from today is around relationships. And as a first-time business owner, you want to align yourself with the best people you can to improve your chances of success and ultimately enjoy the journey more. Look, running a business is grueling, but spending it with the right people aligned on a shared vision and getting after it like crazy definitely makes it more fulfilling. That's it for today's episode of the Salary to CEO podcast. I'm your host, Jake Richards, and I hope you're walking away from this podcast with a fresh perspective on how you can get started in your small business journey. If you did, it would mean the world to me if you could share this episode with one friend. Simply take out your phone, jump into your podcast listening app, hit share, and message it to one friend. It'll take you less than 30 seconds, but it'll make a huge difference for this show, and it'll help me get even more top quality guests to help you and me become better small business owners. Also, let's get in touch. I'm posting multiple times a day on Twitter or X as it's called now. You can find me at at Jake M. Richards. And I post mainly about small business ownership and this podcast. So I'd love to link up with you there. Until next time though, keep getting after it. I'll catch you next week. 